Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and it's Stu's Days. Yes, everyone loves Stu's Days, especially Stu Kedwell, co-head of North American Equities at RBC Global Asset Management. Stu, how are you doing today? Great, Dave. How are you doing? I'm, I'm good, and I know you're excited because we're going to be talking about charts and lines and moving averages and all kinds of fancy stuff because you love to get technical, and that's what we're talking about is technical analysis. Uh, or charting, and how we can use uh, different tools looking at the chart of individual investments or markets uh, to identify trends, to identify tops, bottoms, entry points into an investment, exit points. We won't get into that much detail today, but we will talk about sort of why they work and then how somebody like Stu uses them to, to manage a portfolio and make investment decisions. So, so Stu, we were, we were chatting a couple of weeks ago and we were just talking about technical analysis and technical analysis, uh, you know, gets out if you're watching any of the, the, the business news networks or, or, or reading articles that, that some of the markets in the, in the recent correction or pullback uh, reach some key, what they call technical levels. And, and these are typically moving averages so we, we take, a, say it's a 50-day moving average, we take a 50-day scan. So it's the average of a stock price over those 50 days. And then we move to the next day, then we take day two through 51. That's then the moving average and then 352 and we move on forward and forward. So the line's gonna go up and down and the stock's gonna trade above and below that line. So that's a, uh, the best way we can do it in an audio podcast to, to, to describe that. But it sounds kind of like, and when I show this to, to my kids, for example, who have a little bit of interest in, in stocks and that, they think it's voodoo. They think it's <laughs> some kind of magic or, 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 or something that, uh, that, that just doesn't seem to make any sense. But when you explain it, Stu, it, it makes a lot of sense as to why this type of thing is, is valid or, or is relevant for you as a, as a professional investor. Well, it's a yeah, it's a great it's a great point. Like it is one of the disciplines. Uh, you know, when I started early in my career, we used to use the word three discipline approach to investing, which was fundamental, uh, quantitative, and technical. And uh, even today, like Martin Plechny, who sits on uh, our strategy committee, is a is a market technician. And um, you know, we think that there's a lot of uh, interesting uh, information provided by looking at these some these statistics. Yeah, you mentioned the moving average, which is, uh, you know, which is close to the top of the list uh, for many people. And, um, you know, that notion of a moving average is if you're looking at a 50-day moving average, then that's the average cost that everyone uh, owns that stock at in the last 50 days. And when stocks are above moving averages, people are making money and they normally feel good about things yeah. and they don't think about selling. And when they start losing money, they often don't feel as good about things and they start selling uh, sometimes. So, Above and below a moving average can be a really important uh, aspect, uh, volume, uh, you know, looking at the amount uh, that traded at certain prices can be a pretty important feature. So you can look back in time and say, well, boy, when we got to this price, a ton traded at this price last time. So there's, you know, probably those people that were interested in buying at the last time the price was here, probably going to be interested in again. Um, you know, we use technical analysis for you know, one of Warren Buffett's great lines is, uh, you know, in the short term, the stock market's a voting machine, and in the long term, it's a weighing machine. 
So, you know, when it comes to long-term analysis, you're focused on earnings growth um, and dividends. And But when you're focused on some of the kind of the voting aspects of the stock market, technical analysis can be a big help. Um, you know, it's also uh, fits an, with another one of his lines, which is buy fear and sell cheer. Um, and, uh, you know, technical analysis can help you identify when there's exuberance in the marketplace, when there's too much pessimism in the marketplace. You hear lines like that stock is overbought or that stock is oversold or the market is oversold. So, uh, you know, technical analysis is, uh, you know, we probably have uh, 10 to 12 things on our dashboard that we're looking at on an ongoing basis. And, um, you know, if we were sitting at work, uh, Martin, you know, he sits on our trading desk, but uh, I'd be going back and forth with him, you know, through the day, just uh, looking for the interesting tidbits that he's picked up in his analysis. But, uh, you know, there's a conversation always in the marketplace uh, that's going on. And technical analysis sometimes helps you sift through that conversation and, uh, you know, kind of improve your odds about how you might put money to work. Uh, some people, you know, I think another good analogy for it is, uh, uh, you know, people that keep uh, box scores at baseball games. Okay. Um, you know, who, who like to say, you know, like, like this pitch, uh, you know, when this, when this hitter sees this pitch, uh, that's got very good odds. Um, so we look for those types of things uh, from a technical analysis standpoint. And, um, you know, the last point about technical analysis, too, is it, it's just it's a test to the fundamental investor, because when you go to do something in the stock market, the person that you're buying the security from is doing the polar opposite from you. Yes. So you can say, well, what are they thinking? Like, this is what I'm thinking. What are they thinking? And, you know, am I OK with the with why they may be doing the exact opposite that I am? Uh, and, and, and vice versa, obviously, when you when you go to sell something that someone else wants to buy. So these measures around exuberance, these measures around uh, changes in the conversation in the marketplace, you know, these are really important, uh, really important indicators for us to look at uh, on a shorter term basis. You know, we're not, we don't really use technical analysis like, oh, I'm buying stocks at new highs. Uh, you know, that is a lot of traditional uh, momentum. What we look for is when momentum is changing. Um, and when there's these kind of big events that signal the beginning of something or the end of something. Um, and, uh, you know, those are really important to us. Yeah. So, so it, it's just a, a, another data point, another tool that you can use. And, and it's giving you a little bit more of a feel for the current sentiment in the market, the current momentum, energy in the market one way or another. Uh, so, sort of what investor mindset is on both sides of the transaction. 100%. Um, you know, like. Like at different times, we can look at a bullish and bearish sentiment. So, uh, you know, each week there's a survey. And, you know, when, when bullish sentiment is very, very high and technical indicators are overbought, you know, that can be uh, a bit of a cautionary time to put new money to work. And when the reverse is true, it can be a very good time to money to work. So, um, you know, when we look today, like sentiment is, if anything, it's a, it's a slight positive because people are negative. Um, uh, when we look at the technical indicators, they're, you know, below some moving averages, but um, you know, we had a lot of activity that um, might have been climactic last week, uh, you know, in terms of volume and the way that, you know, stocks, uh, you know, technicians love like down days that close up and things like this. So, you know, we're always uh, we're always watchful for that to try, 
um, to improve the odds of how we put money to work uh, inside the funds. Yeah, like I, I, the way I always think about it, and I explain it to, uh, to, 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 to people who aren't deeply involved in the markets, is I, I think of, say there's a, I don't know, a tie that I, that I, that I, that I see at the store and, and, and I like, it's on sale, it's, for, it's, on, it's regular $100, it's on sale for $50, and I go, wow, that's a good deal, but I, 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 for whatever reason, I don't buy it that day. The next time I go into the store to buy it, it's back up to $100, I'm a little bit frustrated. Jeez, wow, I could have just bought it at 50. Then I go back and I see it at $50 again, and I, I've almost anchored that $50 point, so it's rational then that I go in and buy it. And the same thing with a stock moving up or down, that you 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 get anchored the, the the you know groups of investors get anchored on that one point where they're either going to buy it or sell it and so it does make sort of logical sense that people would buy or sell at that point. Yeah, no, it's uh, as I say, it's 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 an important. I think what you're bang on. It's like an important part of the dashboard for uh, you know the daily comings and goings of the marketplace. As for you know what the stock market will be, you know, 10, 15, 20 years down the road, like the heavy lifting of compounding. It's not quite as important to, you know, the heavy lifting of compounding, but it can certainly add incremental returns to helping, uh, to helping, uh, you know, put money to work inside certain stocks or from different assets inside, uh, inside the funds on an ongoing basis. Yeah. And then, uh, and then the fundamentals and, and other things come into play because in my tie analogy, if I come back to buy that tie and say it's a couple of months later, maybe ties or maybe uh, styles have changed. And that uh, and that tie is no longer in style. So even though it's came down, come down to the price, there's other factors that are making me decide not to buy it at that price that I'd anchored it at. Which again is the uh, is the magic, the real magic in what you do is being able to combine all those factors together and make great decisions over time. Well, I've seen some of your ties, Dave, and and they could be characterized as unique. So the technical analysis might be good. I'm not sure about the fundamental. It's. Uh, it, it, it's hard having poor taste, but I have great tasting guests for the podcast and there's nobody better than Stu Kedwell on Stu's days. Stu, thanks again. That was a great uh, primer on technical analysis. Thanks for having me, Dave. And uh, Stu's ties aren't that great either. We'll see you next week. <laughs> this recording has been provided by RBC Global Asset Management, Inc., for informational purposes only, and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. You should consult your own legal, accounting, tax, investment, or financial planning advisors before engaging in any transactions.